With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. Welcome into another edition of First and Pod, every game, every week, every team. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi. Thanks for being with us. Subscribe, rate, review. And putting that to the test after Panthers-Falcons. It, it every game, every team. It, it wasn't the most boring game of the year, but it was in the conversation. Like, especially early, you know, I was thinking about, uh, you know, Niners-Broncos. You know, that 11-10 game, but that at least had laughing at Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. You know, like, this game didn't really have, like, the main characters to get people interested. Al Michaels asked during the game, you know, well, do you think that Atlanta can get a quick score? No. No, I don't. (laughs) Uh, I love that his filter is just off on Amazon. He took yeah, the paycheck, it, he's doing these Thursday games, and he's like, whatever. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, I I had a little bit of a sweat. It, it was looking like a lock. It was 3-0 in the first and 10 points midway through the second. And uh, I had under under 41 and a half. Ended up cashing. But, you know, that ended up being a little bit of a sweat. This this was the game, that, this is the type of game that uh, very tough to love if, if you weren't gambling. But... Why no Ritter? What's Atlanta waiting for? Well, I think it's because they're they feel like they're in it. They feel like they've won games. You know, I feel like that's probably that's the way they would answer that question. Um, if I'm them, this is not so much about how do we find a way to win the you know the worst division in the NFL. It's about do we have a long-term answer at quarterback? And Mariota is not that guy. Mariota is not is not Geno Smith or somebody like that who's on his third third or fourth team that, with better coaching and a better supporting cast, is going to blossom and turn into a really good quarterback. So I'm with you, man. They should play Ritter next week. Why not? Just see what yeah, you thought with him. Maybe it, he's it Jalen seemed, Hurts. It seemed like such an obvious move in this game in particular like I, I get it they, they've exceeded expectations I I understand you know they NFL teams are trying to win every week and they coach their team up that way and they're oddly in it halfway through but it it didn't even seem like it would be punting on a season to see if he could be a spark I mean neither team had 160 passing yards in this game yeah you know like it, it it's not like it, anything was working really well offensively it, it just it seemed like such an obvious you go four or five possessions without scoring. Like it, it just seemed like such an obvious move in this game. You know, obviously they know how he's looking in practice better better than any of us, but it felt to me like um, you know, I was at that Clemson Notre Dame game and <laughs> Clemson wasn't scoring, 
and then they put in the freshman, Cade Klubnik, Cade Klubnik, and like he immediately threw an interception that was horrifying, and then they just went right back to DJ Uyunglele. Like just just because you give Marcus Mariota a few possessions off doesn't mean you can't go back to him. It, it just felt like such an obvious move in this spot. Yeah. And I think the Carolina thing is going to be about like what can Steve Wilkes do to make David Tepper think about him for the job. That's obviously we'll get into it with the Jeff Saturday stuff. That's a huge topic right now. And Tepper came out from the very beginning and said he needs to do an incredible job. Well, what constitutes incredible job with one of the worst rosters from a maybe maybe defensively they're not one of the worst but come on I mean this is a bottom five yeah roster in the league and they beat Tampa they should have beat Atlanta the first time and they beat them again so I would say Steve Wilkes has done a pretty good job not tremendous maybe or incredible but he's done pretty good there Danny yeah, I agree. I'd I'd, I'd want to. It'd be like the the Stephen Ross, Brian Flores. Don't publish it, but 100K per loss plan, man. I'd be. <laughs> I wouldn't really be thrilled with these with these narrow victories in a meaningless season, so that I get to draft the third quarterback in this upcoming class. That's that's how I'd be judging success. But NFL teams just don't seem to operate this way. Uh, a lot of teams on buy again this week, so. Shorter slate on Sunday. Vikings-Bills, though, is Super Bowl preview, at, at, at least on paper. And the story is the owner collateral ligament of Josh Allen. Does this week-to-week elbow injury that they're saying it's going to be, does it, does it change how you view the Bills? Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm, I would not want, maybe there's some some betters out there that think you can take advantage of the hysteria and you get a better price on them right now, but I'm not doing it. I'll be, I'll be brutal. I'll be just up front with you. I'm not doing that. I know that even this game is an example of that where the line goes down and it's only three and a half right now. Um you know, I watched Roethlisberger have a UCL injury. Now his ligament was completely shot, you know, and he couldn't throw another ball that year. And he needed like football's version of Tommy John surgery. But anybody that has to throw the ball far and really hard, I don't like hearing UCL. I don't, I, it's, maybe you've got a different perspective on this, but if I'm a Bills fan, I'm like, this is the one thing that could F our season up. And now I'm thinking about it every day. Yeah, well, I I don't know that you'll think about it every day. It's the type of thing that you're going to want to see see him perform through. Like, it's this is the moment of doubt, right? Like, losing to the Dolphins is one thing. Having Josh Allen not be an MVP caliber player is an entirely different thing. So, wait, you think he's going to play on Sunday? I don't know. I don't, I mean, the, the line's three and a half. So that obviously suggests that that he's not. And I tend to go with the gambling market on on, on this sort of thing. Um, but you were talking about, you know, 
odds. I mean, they're, they're still like three and a half to one, the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I would not bet that right now. No, and neither minus, would I. And they're minus 300 in their own division, and I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot stick. No, yeah, no I, would, I, I, I would either, but I, my, my point is like the, the odds are reflected in the, in the point spread for the game not for the the season long odds. So like the, mm-hmm. the markets for the season long odds still say Bill's best team in the NFL, Bill's odds on favorite. So it feels like the only opportunity to really have an actionable play on it is if you think they're wrong on this specific game. And I'm not that sharp. Well, you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't, I don't have a source who's watching the closed portion of Bill's practices to to let me know how, how how it's going. And it's a weird spot for Minnesota. We've been waiting all year to see, can they do something to really prove it to us since that week one impressive showing over the Packers where it kind of put them on the map, but then that win has been downgraded ever since the Packers season ha- has gone on. And now if they beat Buffalo without Josh Allen – we still won't really give Minnesota credit. Yep. They're, they're, they're in an unbelievable spot. I know it's not college football and you don't have to Im- impress a committee. It's just beat the team that's on your schedule when you play them. But uh, from like a power ranking standpoint, kind of a weird spot for the Vikings. I agree. To- it feels like a lose-lose situation for them now. Yeah. If they win, they're going to get no credit. If they lose, it's going to be, oh, they're a fraud. Look at their record. Look at their narrow wins. Look at where they rank in certain categories. They're really not that good. So that is, and uh, on the flip side, if you're Buffalo, even though you're favored, if you win this game against a one-loss team without your best player, then you really are head and shoulders better than everybody yeah, in the league. And, you know, just on the uh, the other side of the, like you were making the case last week that Minnesota's winning but not looking impressive. This is probably the last chance. Like, if you believe that they actually are as good as their record is, yep. This is probably your last chance to get them at an inflated price. Like, their, their odds are significantly longer than the Cowboys, the Niners. You know, they're they're the fourth team right now in the NFC, right? Fit Philly, San Fran, Dallas, Minnesota. You could still get sixteen to one uh, or better in a couple of spots, probably eighteen to one. Uh, to 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 win the Super Bowl. So, like, if you think they're winning this week, uh, it's probably worth, you know, taking the small point spread number or just saying, you know what, forget about the game. If they win, they're going to go from 18 to 1 to 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl after yep. this game. I'm going to just bet their future uh, right now if you're a believer in Minnesota. Cowboys and Packers – uh, does it feel like Mike McCarthy is starting to win the divorce? I don't even get the argument. I, I, I did, you know, I was a high school debater and they teach you to debate both sides and, and be prepared for both sides. You wrote this question. So I assume your answer and you can be a contrarian at times is, uh, yes, but Aaron Rodgers has been in multiple NFC championships and won multiple MVPs and Mike McCarthy hasn't won a playoff game. So I mean, if he wins a Super Bowl, it becomes a conversation, but what if he just gets to one? I would, I mean, maybe, maybe, but he, but he hasn't, he hasn't even won the division this year. Like, 
Uh, so it does, is it starting to feel like he won the divorce? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is second all time in MVPs. Yeah. And he's done that since McCarthy left. And Agreed. he's been in a couple of championship games since McCarthy. So he's got what? Two MVPs and four playoff wins since McCarthy's left. Right. So they lost. The I, don't, NFC- I don't think it's close. Okay. So they lost the NFC championship game. To San Francisco, there, and they lost. They lost the when there was when there was to Tampa when there was basically no one in the stands at Lambeau. Yep, and then they lost in the divisional round last year. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, you go by that, and it's yes. What am What am I supposed to go by? Well, all I'm saying is that awards and wins. Okay, all I'm saying is that (laughs) though, if Dallas were to get to the Super Bowl this year. Then, then it becomes a conversation, right? Right, right now, and Dallas Rodgers, is Dallas right is now, alive in this season, and Green Bay is not. So that's there's your situation right there. Dallas okay. alive, Green Bay dead. But so far, Aaron Rodgers got the kids, the house, the stock options, the airline miles, and the dog. He's crushing him in the divorce. He's absolutely crushing him. Eh. Well, I would agree with that overall body of work, but I would say right now, Mike McCarthy's having a good year. Yeah. Okay. He's, Ma- yeah. You said he's having it. Yes. He's. It's like Aaron Rodgers got the dog the and house, the airline miles, but like now, like the house is starting to break down a little bit, and so well, there's like, right, like and a now they're going to see, down. and now they're going to see each other, and for the first time, McCarthy, when he sees Rodgers, is like, I actually have the upper hand on you right now. I'm actually in a better place than you are, which I never thought was going to happen. I I didn't either. I you know to be so yeah. It, for this particular game in this spot, I'm sure when they you know do the long embrace, uh, you know, uh, at the 50 yard line before the game, Mike McCarthy will be feeling a little bit better right. about himself in that specific moment. Uh, that then Aaron Rodgers is, but I don't think I don't I don't think Aaron wishes that he still had Mike McCarthy as his coach, but I think that Mike McCarthy probably still wishes he had Aaron as his quarterback. I don't think so right now. I don't think so right now. I think he's fine with Dak. Yeah, yeah. We we just we differ on that. But you think wait, you think Aaron Rodgers is better than Dak right now? I think that. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do. I'll just I'll answer it directly. I won't even equivocate for you. I'll just I'll just answer that one directly. Okay. This team's been a covering machine for me. I think you've been too afraid to bet them because you're a coward. I've said it every week. What's going on here? When is when is the market gonna say enough is enough and respect the fighting Geno Smiths? Why is Tampa Bay favored over Seattle in this game? I really do not get that because I don't think the public just blindly bets Tom Brady anymore. And I think they love a good story and bet with their heart in Seattle is that. So I haven't seen anything that really like tells me like where the money has come in on this game and whatnot. But I have a hard time thinking that the odds makers set this line because they figured that people were just going to line up 
around the corner to bet Tampa Bay. Do you, you think know, it has like anything to do with the games in Germany and it's a long-ass flight from the West Coast? It's really not that much longer, though. They actually Did you hear about this? No. It's only an extra 200 miles. Really? Yes. Because the Earth is not flat. It's round. What? Kyrie Irving. Yes. You can go look this up. Like, because of... I know. It's bizarre. But because Tampa has to go so far north to get to Germany... Hmm. It actually almost evens it out. Like, that is the biggest... I'm telling you, geography people will back me up on this. It's really not a travel advantage for Tampa Bay at all. Okay. Uh, I did not see that. My bad. True story. Um, I, I'm, then that takes away one of my theories. Um, <laughs> now, maybe the people not- betting they think are dumb and don't know about that. Yeah, that that's that's possible. I saw this stat. Tampa has five offensive touchdowns in their four wins. That's crazy, man. Like, that is horseshoe in the keister, winning by the skin of your teeth. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, And they're like a historically bad rushing offense, too. Right. I, Tampa's not good. I don't... I. And their defense, their defense is good. It's, you know, top 10 in the league. But it's not special. I don't look at that Tampa's defense and say, Geno Smith scoring six points in this game. So, yeah, I, uh, for the third consecutive week, will be on the Seattle Seahawks on the money line. Yeah. Third consecutive week. Will you be will you be joining me? No, I'm not. Coward. I'm not. Like I am still expecting Coward. the wheels to come off that at any point. Uh, I mean, not I'm that I'm with house money. Oh, definitely, because you've you've imagine if you had part if you had just doubled your bet every week. Yeah, no, I have, I've not done that. I've not done that, and I also just don't have the discipline like you to bet like one or two games for a lot of money. I need action. I need, I need action wherever red zone's going. That's like that's like the number one thing they say not to do. Yeah, to make yeah, yourself a profitable better. Like you're breaking the first and really only commandment of that. That's right. That's right. And every year, at the beginning of the year, I say, I feel like I do pretty well on my top picks. I'm going to just be disciplined. And then I'm like, like last well, week you had two great ones, but you probably lost money because you bet like 19 things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I did make money last week, but it was, yeah, my top ones were. I, I don't know, man. I, especially these London games. People used to talk about like with the Hawaii game in college football to chase, but I got two young kids. I'm, I'm like so washed up. I don't stay up that late anymore. So the 9:30 or 8:30 game your time is just the bets. The bets. that's the Hawaii game. It's like play it's like a game were, there every week. Oh, I'd, it would be great. I if if, if there if there was an eight thirty a.m. Sunday morning game every single week, that'd be that'd be primo. So yeah, I have to have money on the London game. It's like what gets me out of bed and puts lets me turn on the TV in the morning. 